think that's hey there, of... Scout. <laughs> Scout it out. <laughs> Scouting out the info <laughs> on a Saturday morning. Isn't it a little early for all that brain work, Diane? I mean, come on. <laughs> not, Don't you want to just early. riff for a while, just kind of let go, let flow, you know, the way that people do? <laughs> this or is again, my way That's your letting go and letting flow. <laughs> Man. Man. You got some work to do. In the meantime, it's 8.06 a.m. No, it isn't. (laughs) 8.17 a.m. Saturday, October the 10th, 2020. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. The Bill and Diane. Stupid phone. That is so weird when these, it these geezer phones we got, Diane. There's some there's some issues. You you go to check the time and it says eight oh five and then bloop it's fifteen minutes later or something. Yeah. I know. Get it. It's because they think that we won't They don't care. They can't even figure out how to work the damn thing. They're not going to need it for finding out what time it is or what day it is or any of that crap. They they know that nobody has these phones except (laughs) geezers. Exactly. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. They don't have to work well. Nothing (laughs) in these people's lives works well. They're used to it. Yeah, I am an angel. Come on. Yeah. They don't want it to be too slick because then we'd never be able to figure out how it works. Exactly. Okay, enough about the dumb phone. <laughs> okay. All right. We got a lovely rainy day going on here. It is. It's. It's been. It's wet out there. It's wet and it's quite wet. It was yeah. kind of wet and wild last night. It was blowing and raining. That's what made me think about the music. Is that what you thought? That's what made you think the kind of tumultuous. See, we should. We should be out at the Big Osh right now. I know. This would have been. This would have been the kind of weekend when we would have gone out there. It would have probably been around this I weekend. Know, I know. It was always in early to mid-October. Yeah. We would be going out there and the tempestuousness of it and everything. And it would be all like that. It would be symphonic in its, in its percussiveness and its, <laughs> and its varied colors and winds and well, slashes and crashes yeah and, maybe that's why i am into the symphonies so. right yeah, now because so. i'm you know sort of trying to emulate that in a symphonic way rather than rage rage <laughs> what does king lear say blow storm storm and drang you know whatever he says. <laughs> what's he say out there on the heath come on what's he say hang on a sec okay Blow, winds, and crack your cheeks. Rage, blow. You cataracts and hurricanes, spout till you have drenched our steeples, drowned the cocks, etc. Et That's your best King Lear? That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a very good King Lear. Huh? <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, Diane. What, it has been. What do you think? What do you got to contribute? Come on, bring it. Bring, well, bring the goodness. I'm just going to talk about the music already. Uh, already? Because, yes. Isn't there anything else? I mean, what, weren't there events? Didn't something happen? I guess not. 
guess we've just been kind of held in stasis along with everybody else watching the world go by in kind of an angled downward direction. And that's the whole point of the music. That's the point of the music. But she's doing this thing with her hand where she, all her fingertips <laughs> are together and she's kind of going like this or moving the wrist. And yeah. Well, you know, last night you were asking me, what do you think about music tomorrow? And I, I really didn't have any ideas yeah. um, because... Somehow... Well, I wasn't asking you to compose music, Diane. No, <laughs> I wasn't thinking Oh, that. okay. But somehow the, the events of the world right now just seem too big, uh, you know, too much. And I sometimes feel a little, uh, let's say, swept away by it all. Really? Wow, you're the only person I know that feels that way. <laughs> And so somehow this morning I was thinking about my own favorite classical composer hmm. is Beethoven. Really? I mean, I, I really love classical music. And uh, I always think it's so interesting that these people have been dubbed as boring by people who have never listened to them, <laughs> you know, that they just think classical music is just going to be all because to me, there's very little classical music that falls in that category. But I always loved Beethoven's just pure passion. And it just... It kind of reminds me, come to think of it, of the Song of Myself by Walt Whitman, which we have, uh, I just posted up on my page. We had been talking to Bill and Colette in the Westminster basement, and Colette had pointed out this project about, uh, called Whitman, Alabama, um, where they are taking different people from everyday life in Whitman, Alabama, and having... In other them... places, too, not just Whitman, Alabama. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it isn't. It's like Monroe and a lot of different places, but yeah. kind of throughout the South. I don't know. I think it was just Whitman in Alabama. Right. But they're reading Song of Myself, and that is a poem that I feel is just passionate and driving and... So there's something in my spirit that is very attracted to these passionate pieces of things, yeah. you know, yeah. passionate poetry and passionate music. And I even think that's why I like uh, Irish music. It's got a lot of passion in it, too. But I was particularly thinking about it this morning because when the when we had the rain and winds last night, um, because... One time I was listening to this uh, this particular symphony that we are just going to play a part of, and uh, Symphony Number no. Five. And I had all the the bank of windows; um, they were all the blinds were all open. We have the front of this house is totally windows. Totally, it is totally. Not not floor to ceiling, but side to side. It's all yeah, windows. That's true. And it was an October morning, I think. And 
all of a sudden, when this music was going on, there was this big gust of wind, and it just blew all these leaves by the window. Yeah. And, and it just thrilled me. There was just this of all these leaves going by. And, yeah. and uh, at this particular point in the music that is so powerful. But what do you feel about Beethoven? Are what, you, do I, what do I are, feel about him? Yeah, are you? I a, have been a fan of Beethoven for many years. I used to have a set of the complete symphonies and a set of all the uh, string quartets and all his chamber pieces. And uh, so I'm f quite familiar, especially with the symphonies. I've always been a fan of Symphony Number no. Three, that Pastoral. Always liked that one. And uh, the Ninth, of course. Uh, but the Fifth Symphony is nice. That's, you know. When you get away from the, especially when you get past the opening thing, which is classical, I mean, classic, you know, everybody knows. Da, 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 da. Pastoral is number six. Shush. Well, I just wanted to make sure. What's number three? I don't know. It's number Beethoven. Consider this the little spinning beach ball. Eroica. Eroica. Well, I like that one too. Well, <clears throat> it's I? so fascinating because when I was listening to it this morning, I was thinking, well, no wonder I'm feeling so drawn to this particular piece this morning because our times are so crazy and tumultuous and I just feel like we're being battered about and on this this wave of going up and down you know yeah it is rather a storm-tossed sea we're sailing <laughs> yeah. on right now isn't it? the and sails are tattered and waves crashing over the bow and as I was listening to this, which is my favorite part of the symphony, yeah. um, it actually just, it just carried me up. I mean, it just felt like I was being uplifted in the truest of sense. Now, I, I think, feel like I'm just kind of even physically moving upwards. Do you think so. it's because you identify that that someone else has been through this, or is it because it's actually? the motion of the music itself that does that has this kind of that carries you in a particular way up be downy in and aroundy or well, was it I, all a combination of both of those things what is what's the experience i think it's both of those things because i actually was reading this morning uh about the fifth symphony yeah. and it said that uh first of all he was in his mid-30s when he wrote this, which is always so, so astonishing to me yeah. about Mozart, yeah. Beethoven. I just feel like, really? Yeah, can we move past that, please? Okay, that's well, just, just, that's just so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he actually, while he was writing this, that the first sketches, rough drafts of melodies and other musical ideas were going on, and he was repeatedly interrupting his work on this symphony to do other things. Hmm. And he actually wrote the sixth at the same time he's writing the fifth. And so, uh, Got it. Which stop is, it. Stop yeah. it. 
But what it says is Beethoven was in his mid-30s during this time. His personal life was troubled by increasing deafness. Hmm. So this was when he was yeah. really starting to have the deafness arrive. In the world at large, the period was marked by the Napoleonic Wars, political turmoil in Austria, and the occupation of Vienna by Napoleon's troops in 1805. The symphony was written at his lodgings at the Pasqualati House in Vienna. The final movement quotes from a revolutionary song by Claude jo Joseph Roger de Lille. So he was, that was a tempestuous time in his own life. And, and I think that that's why I like Beethoven is, uh, I mean, that sounds tame compared to the, the feelings I have about the music, but because he really has the ability to somehow represent tumult, tumult and resolution. Almost everything, it's sort of like he draws you into this ah, and then releases it. I was kind of feeling like tension when I was going, ah, you know, that tension between opposite poles is what I feel. Hmm. And, but he releases it. And so in a way, I, I did not even know that this piece was called the Fate Symphony. And uh, that was interesting, too, yeah, because uh, he did not name it, but someone else did. Oh. Uh, they said uh, that it became popular under Schicksee's Symphony, Fate Symphony, and the famous five-bar theme was called the Fate Motif. The da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Which also, and I know because my father was in World War II, and he was uh, he was a radio man in World War II and knew Morse code. So I knew that da-da-da-da was V, and that by coincidence, they thought of that as the V for Victory um, symphony in World War II, because it not only had that da-da-da-da uh, that was V, but also was the Roman numeral five. So it had that, so it had the V. So they felt like that was their victory. So it was interesting too, because apparently the first night that they performed this, the orchestra did not play the symphony well in the lineup because they had a really long lineup of various long program starting with the sixth symphony interestingly enough and then going into all these other things and then they also had this uh, choral fantasy and one of the performers made a mistake so they had to start it all over again so by the time that they got to the fifth symphony in the program people were just exhausted and it was cold in the theater and nobody wanted to hear it but then uh a year and a half later somebody wrote about this and i want to read what they wrote because they wrote uh, about this particular night's performance about the symphony the fifth symphony oh, okay 
And it's very exuberant, but I think it's deservingly so. You know, I don't think that he's over-rhapsodizing because this is the way I feel when I listen to it. Radiant beams shoot through this region's deep night, and we become aware of gigantic shadows which, rocking back and forth, close in on us and destroy everything within us except the pain of endless longing. A longing in which every pleasure that rose up in the jubilant tones sinks and succumbs, and only through this pain, which, while consuming but not destroying, love, hope, and joy, tries to burst our breasts with full-voiced harmonies of all the passions we live on and are captivated beholders of the spirits. And I just feel like that's, when I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, that feels like these times that we're, we're aware of these gigantic shadows rocking back and forth and closing in on us and trying to destroy everything which is in us, you know, that all the love and joy and hope, but it won't. It didn't back then. It won't now. I mean, I think that that's the the impetus of me seeking out this kind of music and the kinds of poems that we read, the, the literature that we're bringing in is, uh, for me, the political venue is too small. Yeah. It doesn't contain all of our, it's like a, a very small portion of humanity <laughs> And it's just the part that we, we're trying to figure out how to all work together. Right. But these artistic experiences carry us out of that, that small little box and into what it really is to be human, which is to be vulnerable and frightened. And, you know, I, I keep thinking about how the first human beings even survived you know, we didn't have the the fur that other <laughs> animals had to keep us warm. And, you know, I, I just feel like we were kind of a vulnerable species. So I just feel like anything that I can do to keep my spirit remembering that this is not, we are just one small slice of history, you know, that that we may be while we're going through things thinking oh my god this is this is terrible this is the end but then when i when i see this this particular piece and think about what it was going what was going on for beethoven individually what was going on in the global sphere that he was in and then think about the fact that the people who were listening to it during World War II were thinking, this is our symphony. This is representing our victory, uh, that we will have victory over this darkness, you know. So, sorry about all that. I, I know that I'm not letting... What, you, you, you rhapsodize, you say a bunch of inspirational things, and then you apologize for it? <laughs> well, it's what, not... What not, the hell? Not going... going going with the flow and, and letting go. Oh, you're not just riffing? You were just riffing. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. You were just you were letting it go. You were doing the... You had it. You 
boy. Moving and grooving. That's good coffee. Well, that's why I think I've been um, attracted to these pieces recently. I mean, even last week with Copeland, with the fanfare for the common man, I, I just feel like I'm being drawn to things that are lift a lift mm-hmm. because one of the i've always thought that one of the biggest challenges we have as human beings is not to capitulate to just thinking we're nothing you know mm-hmm. we have no way of we have no power we have no I just feel like that is one of the the drives of this time that has disturbed me the most is to feel like we're just frightened and we have nothing, no power. Mm -hmm. But the power can't just be in the political realm to me. It's got to be our own lives that are coming through somehow. And now I'm off my soapbox. Well said. So we're going to play a couple of sections from the... uh... Fifth Symphony. Is that correct, Diane? That is correct. And it's just, uh, <laughs> it's so funny when you're trying to describe what you're playing because, you know, they're all the andante con moto and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a, sounds like a coffee drink. Exactly. You know, get an andante con, con moto with a little bit of nutmeg on top. <laughs> so it is just the last two movements but the very last part of the of the movement before the end uh, just to because it's it's so it carries it up yeah, has to go has to build yeah right. anyway the walls of fate are not going to close in on us we are going to just survive the way that humans do right? bingo <laughs> Until we don't. Right. We're going to be here right up to the end. (laughs) Thank you, Beethoven, from long ago for encapsulating all of human experience in your pieces. (laughs) 